Welcome to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast, a show hosted by LeZero, the man of a thousand rants, and Wabbit, the fan favorite. This show details the latest news in the Rocket League scene, esports results, and tips and tricks on how to get better at the game, while sometimes they'll just take a random topic and see where it takes them. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy. Hello, welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rock League Podcast. I'm joined today by the always awesome, so great that you can be here with us and volunteer your time, Cursor. How's it going, Cursor? Hola, I'm well. How are you? I'm, I'm doing right. Um, so there's a lot that we have to get to okay. um, because I, I wanted this episode to be like a, you know, review like the biggest moments of the year episode. Yeah. Um, but it's also transfer season. <laughs> So there's some spicy um, new stuff out right now too. Yeah, yeah. So we got we got to talk about that. So we'll, we'll get all into that uh, quickly though. At the beginning here, just a couple of announcements. I'd like to, uh, well, first of all, thank all our patrons. I hope everyone enjoyed the Christmas show special that we had. Uh, thank all our patrons, and um, we. I just quickly want to do if there's ever a time to, uh, you know, catch up on the Rob and Kyle show. It's this month because I uploaded every single part. Uh, sorry, I, I I mashed all the Rob and Kyle show together and uploaded them on our Patreon, uh, <laughs> you know, thing. So it's just like eight hour bulks uh, mm. in case you need that much. Uh, <laughs> but it's a lot easier than going back and finding them individually. So that's kind of the point of it. Uh, the Rob and Kyle show is a show that me and Wabs do. Wabs and I do. Um, that is once a month and we talk about whatever topics we want to talk about. Uh, so that's up. Uh, yeah. If you want to become a patron link will be in the description below. With all that, uh, you ready to get into a cursor? Let's do this. So we're going to start with player transfers, um, starting from, I guess, I'm, I'm trying to think of like when would be the best time for us to start uh, talking about, like, I don't know how far, how far back should we go? That's that's my question. Um, I might, depending on how far back you're going, I w- I'm probably not as caught up as Ty, but... Um, I could probably go back like a week or two at most, honestly. Oh, we're probably going further there because I'm noticing some things. Um, okay. Things we missed from November, <laughs> the end of November. Oh, my. Uh, Zamway left FC Barcelona. There you go. Really? Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's let's see if I can get any more. We're going to go with quickly through some of these. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, just leaving it. Nothing. No more info that I have currently. But there probably is a bunch of current info. Mm-hmm. Um, Marky Duda left Team Singularity as a coach on that mm-hmm. day, too. Mm. Um, I'm just gonna go to the ones that stick out to me. Bluey left Guild Esports or became inactive on Guild Esports. Saw that at the end of December. Um, so currently still contracted Guild, but seeking other opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I, I think yeah, we might we might see a different uh, Guild. This is so far back that like I'm, I'm just like you know. Seabass yep. uh, went to Team.exe. Interesting. Uh, I've never heard of them before. With Taito and Monster Four Four Two, so there you go. Huh. Um. Yeah. I, this is going to be like a list. So if there's anything that really sticks out, please let me know. Okay. Uh, I also want to get to the newer stuff as quickly as I can. I got one uh, for you. Uh, hold on. I. Uh, yeah. Where, what do you got? What do you got for me? Uh, Flakes and Ronicky went inactive on Liquid, which I don't yes. think too many people are surprised about, but. It happened pretty recently as well. Uh, and another 
Why do you think people one. are not surprised by it? So just quickly. I don't. I mean, I feel like Flakes was one of those people that caught people off guard with how different his style was, and then once people came to understand what it was, it like kind of it was more like a parlor trick, and it fell by the wayside, and it like it just doesn't keep up with the current meta, so people just stopped giving it attention and giving him attention. <laughs> but it's and, funny because I think Team Liquid didn't do too poorly uh, this past little bit, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, honestly, maybe don't know. relative to the expectations, they did poorly. But <laughs> maybe, relative maybe. to my expectations of what Flakes would do, they did well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Math left ERA Eternity too after their showing here at the first regional and went to Noble Esports. Um, oh, cool, cool. hold on, hold on. Okay, uh, one thing that I do want to mention is that SK Gaming did bid farewell to the roster. Um, really? So Ikso, Yukio, Tox, and Snasky. Yeah. With a no longer SK gaming, so I, I ah. there you go, ah, that's that's pretty big. I mean, I I'd like having SK gaming in the scene. I think it's good in general. Yeah, um, they made a pretty yeah. solid run before the uh, the regional, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, you said Flakes left, and who else left? Flakes and uh, Flakes and Ronicky, and Ronicky's okay. been around for a while, so kind of weird seeing some of these players start to just kind of like fade in and out which is is building towards the the big news that dropped within the last two days so we can we could probably get yeah, to that one, one last. just one more thing so i mentioned yeah. bluey became inactive and then yep. here's a month later update because we're we're retracting our steps here yep. um officially last day with guild uh was the first of january gotcha so, so it was yesterday yeah so there you go so bluey no longer on guild uh officially not just inactive and yes oh uh sorry pioneers <laughs> yeah that's Kronovi. the big one yeah that's the, big, the big one, one. for yesterday so yeah for those of you who don't know Kronovi officially retired from rocket league yesterday which is kind of like i don't know a lot of people have been clamoring for it i i've been still rooting for him i've always believed he could still come back but he let he wrote um pretty heartfelt twit longer about it uh and there's a, I definitely recommend giving it a read if you get the chance. Um, there's, he, he goes into quite a bit about uh, like what kind of like what brought him to the decision. But um, I mean, he, uh, I'm always gonna like remember him and and respect him for who he was, like being like the, not to be punny, but like the like the pioneer, one of the first, if not the first pioneer in Rocket League, like teaching people how to aerial, how to freestyle, how to like everything. He was doing them. Um, all these crazy mechanics and things like just way ahead of everybody else. Like he kind of set the bar for people to aspire to. So you will, you will definitely be missed, but uh, you know, it, it wasn't the fact that he was able to like sort of keep up for as long as he did is, is, is impressive in itself. Right. There's very, very few players who've been able to do that. Like, like Garrett G is probably one of the only other OGs who's been around since like season one, who's still fighting in the meta, you know? Like, and I, you know, I think, you know, I, I kind of realized this with Rocket League mm. is that unlike a, some other games, I think there's some games that are more comparable to it, but there's some games where the, the, the practice is rep- like in Rocket League, it, I think at the highest level, the practice is far more repetitive than some other games could be. Um, what I mean by that is, yes, you have to push yourself to the absolute limits, but ultimately the people who succeed are the people who 
can create a way where they can continuously keep motivated to like practice and practice and practice. Right. But I think the bonus of some other games is that the, the practice is it's, it's, it's different in the sense that like, you know, I'll use some examples, right? You can have different maps, right? So some part of your practice, it could be more interesting thinking about how to use different maps to your advantage, right? In Rocket League, you don't have that. That's not an aspect of being a pro or of right. learning the game. Right. Um, maybe there is complexity in, you know, I think with Rocket League, like the coach will, will kind of come up with your, your things that you do as a group differently or, or as part of that strategy, right? So you're not really, you're not thinking as much about that. Usually you leave it to the coach, right? Um, because your goal is to just be the best at doing the things you're supposed to be doing. Or once the coach decides on a thing, you're working with your team to make sure you can execute that thing. Um, but I think in other, a lot of other games, there's smaller things. I think the more smaller things you have that are different, that aren't the same, make practice a lot easier, make that motivation a lot easier. Um, because yeah, I was just thinking about this. Like, I I don't, I think with Rocket League, you really have to have a mindset that is disciplined beyond some other pro esports games. Yeah. Um, just because you essentially have to keep practicing the same thing over and over again to keep your consistency, because ultimately that's what wins games it's consistency yeah. right yeah. it's not making mistakes it's being able yes there, i think that's why like you know you probably have the most fun when you're learning the new mechanics and stuff right mm-hmm. um and i i think that's the people who can find those things that they love to learn like the flip reset or the you know flip cancel into flying or whatever whatever thing they're learning <laughs> yeah um because i know that was the thing because people were Wabs was I think Wabs and I talked about it and I was like this is such a, like an educate like not 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 really it's not really like something that isn't important but it's like not important to 99.999% of the people that play Rocket League you know what mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. I kind of disagree I mean I I use uh I use reverse um flip cancel like like if you're back flipping into a ball for a 50 and then flying up with it to start the aerial height I use that from time to time I wouldn't say it's and I'm definitely not. I'm not in the this, whatever like super high tier. <laughs> I'm still pretty there's bad. Just, there's just a specific flick that a lot of people are doing to make sure that the air dribble was as close as I don't know. I, I might be confusing two things here, but the point is, there's a lot. You have to find those things, and you have to be really like if you're interested in learning those little things, quirky things that give you that little bit edge. I think that helps with being a uh, a pro. Because if you're interested in that, then you're always like looking to learn. You're always looking for the fun stuff. Um, but if you, I think that the hardest thing is this being stagnant, right? Yeah. No, yeah, hundred percent. I, I think you see that with pros. The pros that have the most difficult time is like because Cronovi. You know, I think you and I can both agree that at a like with with enough practice, Cronovi can definitely still be on a top flight team, no problem, right? I believe so. Um, yeah. And, but I think it's harder and harder to practice, um, and like, you know, have that, that drive to continue practicing Mm. when at this point in Cronovi's career, it felt like he had to do all that just to stay at the level he was right. Yeah. Or he didn't see results. Maybe that, that, uh, relate to the practice that he was putting in. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
no, that, that's what I'm saying. So like, I think, I think, you know, maybe if you're seeing a lot more results, like maybe this could have changed, but there's another part of Cronovi that I'm sure is thinking maybe like, I think this is the reality. Like when you start getting into the content creation and you start loving it, right. Mm. Or you're, you're more interested in thinking of creative ideas. Um, and you're like, well, this, this thing will probably bring me more money than this other thing at this point. Right. Um, perhaps, yeah. you know, contracts he's being offered aren't as high anymore as well. Like maybe there, here's another thing, right? We don't really think about this, right? But for Cronovia at this point, it's like his contract that he might be offered now is is not the same as some other like up and coming player. Um, and sorry, like he might be offered by some teams to be like, hey, we need we need like a player this caliber on our team, but this is the only way we can offer you, right? Um, and becoming self sufficient and trying to make something beyond the Rocket League, you know, span of a Rocket League career might be another thing that he's thinking about. So, um, I think with that in mind, and obviously from the twit longer, it kind of seems like he, uh, he feels like it's, it's kind of that point where he's like, yeah, I I don't know if I have that, uh, drive from that, uh, the, maybe, you know, that, that willingness to keep driving to be the best pro. Now here's the tough thing. Okay. Just, just sidebar. Hmm. I think the toughest thing is that a lot of these pros that stop being pros and want to continue making content. Mm-hmm. It's a tough game. Yeah. I think it's far easier to be like, you know, pro, you know, pro player, Justin, who just won our LCS, right. Or is in the top team playing, playing Twitch, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's, here's all the people watching. Um, and at Cronovia, I think Cronovia will always have people watching. Right. But I think there's another thing. Um, where if his content is because I'm looking at it as like his content will be focused on high level gameplay, right? Yeah. It's like the one thing I'm always wary of is, you know, past like a year down the line, right? If he isn't keeping up that level that he was grinding to be pro, is just like oh, you know, people are gonna people are going to be less interested in like i think leth the reason leth is so successful is because he completely was like yeah i'm the map making guy you know what i mean gotcha, so all gotcha. his content is unique and all his content is different and but i'm not if leth was just making videos of like former pro for our lcs player you know um plays game right i don't think i'd be as, as interested in his videos so there <laughs> no, no, I got you. I got you. I mean, he, um, that's kind of like what he mentions a bit in the toy longer too, is like, uh, he, he for a long time has like been trying to make it work. Um, but he like, to what you were saying earlier is like more into the content side now. Mm-hmm. Um, he really like wants to, like, he is still very passionate about the scene in the game. Uh, he very like, you know, he's, he quite to quote it. He's like, I, I grew up with this game. Like I'm still a hundred percent like passionate about this game. Um, but he just doesn't feel as rewarded playing in pro play to your point. Like that, that like you hit that mental state where it's like that people have to make a decision to continue that grind in order to stay at the top. Right. Mm. Uh, you look at the people like the Justin, the Garrichis, the, you know, the monkey moons, the like, like all, all these players who we consider like top tier players. It's like they hit that wall, but they were like, you know, they still are like, you know, I love this game. Like, I, I don't mind putting in the time. It's fine. Except for maybe except for maybe, you know, Alpha. He just plays FIFA a lot. <laughs> but, 
but uh yeah it, it's Appa's a weird one because he he feels like the guy despite himself is like yeah alpha is weird because he came into that team as the person with the most to prove and, and after they prove that like oh no there's still there's still vitality there's still this like yeah. <laughs> awesome team then he's like okay i no longer have anything to prove mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, um yeah. it's 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 been weird to to kind of take this in over the last day because it's like i don't something let me let me take a second to say this and and maybe maybe you have something to say on it but i gotta wonder if i gotta wonder if it was harder for him to try and adapt to the newer meta or to try and keep up with it to put in that work or if he had a harder time like trying to figure out why the game changed from like essentially the way he like i don't want to say created it but you know what i mean like the like at a very at a very very early stage in this game he kind of set the bar for the way people should play the game for tons and tons and tons of players right so it's kind of like i can't imagine what it's like to be in his position like being that guy you know what i mean or like being scrub killer to use a better example you know a couple years ago when he was like undisputed like number one ranked player like him and fairy peak arguably for ty like it blows my mind like like what like what is your thought process in that in that position like you are the best like undisputed so it's like when you run into these these issues we're talking about this burnout like these these like these choices you have to make it's like what is like that i can't even imagine what their perspective is on it like how could you how could you sit there and realize you know oh there's still more for me to do i need to improve but you're already like the best in the world you know what i mean like that's a that's a really i have so much respect for the players who have made it up into that that top six, that top four, top three, even who continually perform at that level because they are arguably the best players in the world. And every single day, if not every week, they're like, okay, I got more I got to do. Like, I'm not done yet. It's like, I, like, there's more than just like passion behind that, you know, that goes into that choice. Like, it just, it kind of, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't want to say I have like a hard time understanding it, but like, I, I respect them for being able to make that choice because it can't be an easy one, right? Because mm-hmm. there's there's so very like few people that can then challenge them at that level. You know, it's like who do you practice against in a competitive sport if you're that good? You know, at that point you're like you're your own worst enemy. So you sit there and what you were saying earlier, you just practice those those same things over and over and over, so you never miss a shot or you never miss a block or you always hit these angles. And it's like it's. I think that's why I respect Rocket League so much as a as an esport. Like going off on a tangent here, more so than than some other ones, is like like in a shooter, you might have different guns to master, different maps to what you were saying earlier, certain you know head glitches or or objective spots or you know play styles to counter this that and the other thing that that are a bit more complex with than Rocket League. Whereas Rocket League is the concept is extremely simple. You play soccer with cars, don't miss things effective when you do things with the ball but to the level that these players do it is just 
I don't know. I, f- I feel sometimes it's underrated. Like people are like, oh yeah, you know, I hit those two or I do those in my plat games. It's like, no, 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 not to the level that these guys do it. And the fact that they get paid to do it and they practice this every single day, like it's a whole different mentality. I, I-, I agree with you hundred percent. So it's just, it's weird. It's really, <laughs> it's really weird for me to see like one of the greats that I grew up with in the game since the game came out, like being that guy who always knew best and like did the coolest stuff. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. Um, there was another thing with Pioneers, too, if you didn't notice. Aeon is now the coach, which makes me wonder what Isaac's doing over there, what Prof's doing. Yeah, was, I mean, because they, you know, Prof was the one, you know, I think it was cool we talked about, like, the 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 four-person thing, but I think sometimes it's results-related, right? So Yeah, and he was kind of their sort of standing coach but as a mental specialist but now they actually have a coach yeah yeah i I, like that's the thing with isaac is like i think they more than anything he was trying to focus on like player performance side right but i don't think he was necessarily so he i guess he was kind of doing both right which i'm sure he because like i think he's also doing school still right or Mm. did he i wasn't sure i believe so if i remember correctly yeah yeah so it, it may be that he just had too many things going on um, and then awesome. it looks like Ann will also will be a coach and a sub. So, um, I mean, that's fine with me. We'll have to right, reach out like, to him, see if he wants to speak on it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they do. Maybe we, they, we spilled too many beans at the end of that episode. Might've, might've. uh, yeah. But, uh, staying um, on topic too. Uh, mm-hmm. I know it's a bit of a rough shift, but, uh, just announcing trades. The one that happened today was a big one. Really, oh yeah, really. yeah, we're getting into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so which 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 one of the two do you want to start with? <laughs> or trade? I guess it's a trade, right? It's a one it is one it is yeah. It's a one for one trade, and from what I gather, and I'm sure hopefully Ty will be around next episode. We miss you, Ty. Um, to go into a bit more detail. Uh, yes. But it looks like Dries and Atomic switched places uh, with G2 Envy. So Dries left the G2 ro- uh, roster and went to Team Envy, and Atomic came from the Envy roster to G2. So um, I don't really know what to think about this, honestly. Like, even even as a G two fanboy, like I, I don't like I liked Dries, but I always felt like I I wouldn't say I doubted his his credibility of him being a good player. I just don't think the team meshed well together. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I don't think I don't think this like the. Well, okay, this, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't it, know. The thing is, like when Dries joined G two, they like killed it, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you mean, kind of? Like, they literally did the better than the way they were with Rizzo the first tournament after, right? Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm saying immediately, right? Immediately. But I think this is where... It, I think w- there's two things to think about that specific tournament. If I, It was kind of weird end of the season last year. Yeah. Where I fe- felt a lot of teams stopped trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Why this team, G2, might, might have had a point to prove. Mm. Um, but... Uh, you know, when, when Dries replaced Rizzo, um, I think we were all kind of uh, surprised in a good way, right? Um, but I think yeah. I think there's two things. I think, one, switching a roster member is always something that can uh, boost your, uh, like, I don't know. I, it's like if, if you're feeling like things aren't working, right? Like something needs to change. I think switching one person is just a thing that is done in, in Rocket League, right? Yep. Um, number two, um, 
I kind of want to talk about the fact that it's Atomic that's going over. Yeah. Now, I don't mind Atomic. I think Atomic, like, I kind of feel see this as a lateral switch, a trade. Mm, mm. Um, you might disagree with me, but it, it feels lateral to me. I definitely but, disagree, just a little bit. <laughs> but uh, disagree with me a second. But the one thing that does surprise, and I'm, you know, sh- I'm sure this could change, is that Turbo wasn't the first person <laughs> traded from the team. Yeah, I don't think anyone wanted to see Turbo on G2, and I definitely don't think he would have blended well. Oh, no, 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 there's no way G2 Turbo went on G2. No, <laughs> no, 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 but no I'm way. saying the fact that, that someone, that Atomic is the first to leave that team before Turbo is what... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's an interesting point, that's true. Like, I thought Atomic and Mist would then pick up a third, you know, maybe younger player, up-and-comer. Oh. Um, but apparently not. Maybe I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of rumors about, like, you know, disagreements and stuff or things not working. Yeah. Maybe Atomic was the one <laughs> who wasn't working with. <laughs> it's possible. I, I don't know. I think, I can't speak for Ty, but I thought Ty and I were thinking and kind of hoping that Mist was going to be the one that was going over. Uh, oh, Mist on G- oh, you, oh my goodness. Cause, cause, oh, that is so that, great. That's what that team needs, literally. Like I would I would cheer for G2. Like the, the J Nops Cago duo is a, just a very offensive duo. Like you need somebody to just kind of like kind of get their back so they can just do things. Like when they're do allowed all to, the things. Yeah, like when they're allowed to play their style and J Naps can be like on ball and aggressive as heck, or Cago can do his thing. Like it just it works. You know what I mean? I, I made I a comment you, during the last regional. Like every time they double commit on something, they take goals and they lose. Right. But every time they're rotating properly, like there there's, it's such a suffocating play style and many, many teams like struggle to play against it. It's still an effective play style to this day. It's just like, it's got to suck as the third man on G2 because there's, there's only so many people that are better than uh, Kago and JNAPs offensively. Right, like that number is very, very finite. We're talking like double digits or less, you know. I, I don't know if you follow soccer at all. I don't. Not. I don't. No, okay. I, I don't. I can't give you another sport analogy, but Miss feels like the Kevin De Bruyne of, of, uh, of Rocket League a little bit, where he kind of can do everything. <laughs> so whatever you need him to do, he'll just do. Okay. He's he's kind of like better than everyone at everything, kind of. Um, so if he's playing third man, I think he'd do well. Um, okay, explain to me why you don't think Dree's Atomic is a lateral move. Uh, I mean, mechanically, I'd say they're they're fairly equal, uh, but I don't. I don't know. I feel like Dree's has kind of played more of more of a. He went into a team where they needed more of like an enabler support kind of role filled. And his background as as a you know a top hundred ones player is like I don't know I feel like he needed to be more on the offensive but you're going against two people who like they've been on that roster so long and that's what they do is they do offense and it's kind of hard after seasons and seasons of them doing that for them to shift it's almost like it's almost like in my opinion as far as NA goes they're two of the offensive players that kind of like help set the bar for like like infield passing plays like where that like meta kind of started you know um you see it a lot from from nrg too like there is there's there's certain chemistries between specific players on each team where it's like they're very very hard to match on the field 
You know, it's very hard to to save against them, to play defensively against them. And I, I would say that Kago and JNAPS is definitely one of those duos for sure. Uh, whereas Atomic, I, I've always, I don't know. I've always seen him more. I guess he's kind of always been more of an enabler, but he's he's very like gifted mechanically and offensively. So I don't I don't know how well that'll work out. Like I don't like to me personally, right off the rip, I think there's going to be a huge clash in terms of how that's going to work with, with like the team dynamic, right? Like who's going to be forced to play back more or is this a Only move in which <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, right? Is like, is this a team where they're trying to mimic what NRG is showing the world right now since they've built their super team where every player can fill every role and they are just comfortable together and one of the hardest offenses to beat in the world at that point. Can I just say, do you know why I love NRG so much right now? Why is that? Is they feel like a super team, but people are actually good. Yeah. Like, like, like a superstar team. Sorry. Like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. all the players are, are, well, like I think all the players are individual. They got the clout. Okay. Oh my. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I'll say that ironically here. Um, They got, they got the reach, you know, they got the, the stardom uh, and yet they're actually dominating. Right. So um, I just, I think that's so cool. (laughs) Sidebar. (laughs) No, no, for sure. I'm kind of hoping that that happens with G2 here. Like, Atomic's been in the space for a while. Like he, I don't know. He could. He, he deserves a bit more of a spotlight, in my opinion. I'd like to see like what he's capable of if, if he does end up filling a role that's already on the team, and like somebody else on the team switches roles. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it could it could bring out a whole new side of this team that we've never seen before. So, but I don't. I don't know. It's. I was caught off guard by this. I knew. I, I had a feeling a switch was going to happen with G two. I had a feeling it was probably going to be Dries. I just didn't know when and who was going to replace him. Honestly, I, I just I don't know. So you think I, like JNS and Chicago just stay together at this point? I feel like I'm going to try and be like as not biased as possible, right? Like <laughs> e- even on poor showings, um, if I was Carlos, right, and I'm investing, you know, in this team, right, my org, my team. They consistently keep themselves in, you know, top 10 in NA with those two people alone having switched thirds. You know what I mean? And it's it's starting to get to the point where I'm wondering. And I hate to say this because I love him as a player is. Is JNAPS becoming one of those old guard guys who needs to step up a bit because I. I don't know. Ty kind of. I don't think they're there yet, but I I know what you mean. You I know, think like I feel like we're. You feel like G two has been forever on the, um, like the the precipice of uh, of being an all star team, but they never quite get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they had the you know then they won that season, right? So I guess I guess they have had their season. Uh, maybe unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunate that it couldn't have been at a land, right? Because everything closed down the particular yeah. season. They were doing the best yeah. where they won, right? North America. Um, yeah. But we haven't really seen them go quite back to that. And yeah. the question is, uh, you know, do we do we kind of see um, 
like is at some point g2 just gonna have to call it you know call it and just be like okay completely new roster right um, uh i don't think so i, I think that, I, I think they're gonna do the garrett g thing where it's like you know, they're, they're gonna persevere that has persevere to, has yep. To stay. yep they're gonna persevere and persevere and eventually well it's been garrett g and justin now for what since season five they've been the most consistent duo i'm mean, like if yeah. this team keeps producing results like this is the team i can st- still see here at the end of the year right yeah so I, I feel like their Cinderella story was taken from them, but is still in the making, so to speak. Like they, they should have won Worlds that year for sure. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. But I feel like they're they're doing the same thing, right? Like to your point earlier, not to, to cut you off, like this is one of those like duos in the scene where they they probably are just constantly under that, you know, like why do I keep doing this? And the fact still remains because they want a title they want a world championship i believe it in my soul i really really do like fighting this long and still playing and still keeping yourself up there still making it to quarters like here's the thing it's like wants i still a title. believe jane apps in chicago like especially as a duo you know with the right third can win a world championship so and yeah. i think they believe that and so that's why that motivation might be so much more there yeah agreed um, also it's like you know they're probably like 21 so probably uh, yeah that's true they're actually both pretty young <laughs> i think so they, they are they younger the younger the cronovi um in the sense that right. like i i think the older you get the more you start thinking about other things and other priorities yeah um you know and crow's actually almost as old as you are if i'm not mistaken he i i believe is either you know he, i think he's in yeah he's my age so there you go i'm not gonna close. say it. he's you close can lo- you can look it up you can look it up if you want to know my age he's close he's a few years old. he's a little younger than you <laughs> Is he a little younger than me? Yeah, only a, only a few years. Nothing crazy. Okay, he, he'd on, be he'd on. be like your little brother essentially. Oh, dude! Oh, who was it? There was another player that had my my year. No, okay. He yeah, he is he is younger than me. Yeah, was it probably Karma? I would imagine. Karma's older than me. <laughs> I she's I'm almost as old as I am. I'm a I'm a gamer boomer apparently. <laughs> if I'm using the vernacular, you, you, no, you're a rocket league boomer. You're, True. You're, you're just a kid in every other. True. Genre. I just bang the ball. <laughs> No, Karma is a little bit older, so there you go. Yeah, so yeah. if you want to play the game at home, you can uh, you can start narrowing it down. Um, like you, okay. she also she also was like top hundred in a couple different esports. So I'm just saying. Well, I yeah. think the biggest thing is she was like a very successful Hearthstone streamer. So I think at the end of the day, like did Karma, you know, it's great that Karma became a pro in the Rock League, and I think there's something to that. It could just been like you know on that grind with Hearthstone. <laughs> I feel I feel like Making you secretly have replays of like beating her in Hearthstone. I feel do like you I do somewhere. You, you were you were what like top twenty at one point, top thirty for Hearthstone. Top two hundred, but, but yeah, yeah, that's not yet. Yeah, yeah. Which means you were definitely running into her in, in games for sure. There's no way. You had to. I it's I a total side tangent, but I'm curious. <laughs> the only pro I. Um, I get confused now because because there's a there's a fire something in Hearthstone. Wait, it's Fireburner in in Rocket League, right? Yeah, old uh, old NRG. Yeah, Hearthstone. What is it? Um, world champion. Okay, so he's a, the very <laughs> first world champion. Uh, maybe oh. not. Maybe was this before this? It was something fire or 
I can't name him right now. Okay, anyway. He, I remember I, he I brought it him, up in the past. I, yeah, I played him on stream, and, and I just... Re, it was, like, on delay, right? So then I after I played, I could actually watch him explain how he dismantled me. It was great. That's actually really cool. Um, he was like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> um yeah i i because i was running it was that was my coolest run too because i was running a deck no one else was running execute warrior (laughs) no it was it was a secret hunter but i oh okay i switched it up like my make was way different than everyone else okay gotcha gotcha. um so so he was like he was like what is this guy's deck but he's like nah you just don't attack ever and then you'll just win um (laughs) he was smart no he was smart because if he attacked at any point i would have been like fine but he didn't attack, and then he built up an army and got enough health to survive my secrets, and then and then wrecked me. Um, okay, <laughs> kind of like how energy <sighs> almost mounted the comeback. It's just fine. We won't attack. Give us the ball, and then they started coming back. Almost. Okay, it was Firebat. <laughs> there you go. Twenty fourteen Hearthstone World Champion. Sheesh. There you go. Played Sheesh. him. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I think we'll end there. I'm, I'm definitely interested to hear. Uh, if we can get um, Ty on his take on some of the stuff. And I'm sure by next week, there'll be um, more transfer news. I kind of want to do this at the end of the transfer season. Yeah, there's um, probably going to be more. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the transfer season, though, I want to do like, will will this team change before the end of 2022? <laughs> I kind of want to make predictions or which teams will change or not. That might be a fun thing to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, say maybe. I'll, well, I'll, we'll I'll, see because the, the, the only take. problem is like half the teams change, right? Yeah, um, but they might. And like, do they change like November thirtieth or they change January first? You know, that's a <laughs> <laughs> true, true. You'd win. You'd win if it's January first, but you don't win if they change it in mid December. Uh, okay, uh, I think it's. I think we're good. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, lot, lots of good content there. Uh, so we'll we'll kind of move on here. Okay. Um, we want to maybe just take. You know, since it is the new year, so happy new year. We want to wish that everyone. Happy new year. Um, just take a moment to kind of like, you know, think about um, some some of our kind of notable moments from the year um, and maybe some best ofs. Um, I, like, for instance, I want to start with this, okay? Um the best team of 2021 all right well, we're gonna we're gonna go right off the bat what is your choice cursor i am i am not betraying my my team at all but like stats don't lie performance doesn't lie uh since the team got together i mean i, I energy is the team to beat all the way up until the regional where bds came out of nowhere and granted we we uh we haven't had and in almost two years, so it's it's been hard for NA to practice EU teams. So it's as far as just NA is concerned for me, NRG. As far as EU is concerned for me, um, definitely BDS. Definitely the team that still has everything to prove, uh, even though they won the regional. And I think they're going to continue to do so. Those are definitely my my team for each uh, for each region. Nothing wow, against any like of the other like regions, but avoided putting those teams against each other i completely agree with you i don't think there's any teams that that match up against them yeah um not currently i think i think in some ways the reason you can keep arguing it is that team bds didn't win their championships right yep uh they lost to rv so i think you can continue arguing it 
Um, but I'm going to force myself to choose one, and I would choose Team B- BDS. Mm. Um, and it's because of their incredible, like, not slowing down, which it's been almost like a full summer. You know what I mean? Yeah, it has. Like, even before... Like it's it's been like almost a year and a half now, right? Yeah. Um, so they just feels like the powerhouse team that's to be. Um, although I'll agree with you, like there's no one touching energy on in NA right now. But uh, yeah, yeah. best team twenty twenty one, I'd have to agree. All right, yeah. best player of twenty twenty one. Ooh. Okay. Mm, for the content, I definitely have I have one for for the two powerhouse regions, uh, one for NA, one for EU. Um, sure, you can keep doing that. I'll 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 force myself to choose one. I'll, I'll force myself <laughs> to choose one because I think it's more fun. Um, for NA, for me, oh, that's tough. And uh, I, I believe last year Ty and I chose Mist. So yeah, um, I remember just that. For a reminder: I'm just trying to remember some of these things, and I think we chose, mm-hmm. um. For teams, we probably chose Vitality if I were to look back then. Yeah, I'd imagine we chose Vitality. Probably. Uh, 2020, yeah. All right, yeah. I'd, just as a... Because re- I think it's cool to, to kind of keep a tally all these things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because now we, we might be predicting the future. Who knows? I mean, we kind of did with the ones meta thing and then Dig came all the way up, you, so... <laughs> you want to do like a, a best player and like a standout player, like a player that kind of went on your radar this year oh okay yeah yeah i like that way better i like that way better so so So. let's start let's start with a standout player so like someone you feel like they popped out of nowhere i I actually have someone for this so i want to so oh you got one okay yeah so for for na uh not best player but standout player to me um they and popped I'll, off this year that you, you, you like heard their name a lot. Yeah. I'll, I'll give the reason why it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a little self-explanatory. It's all um, arbitrary, but go, uh, Garrett G, uh, Garrett, mm. G, Garrett G was that guy who was just, you know, as the title that we all got from the rocket pass a while back, uh, he was the reliable rotator. He was just that solid guy that had your back, but now he is a mechanical threat and an all arounder, just like Justin and squishy, which is part of the reason that team is so lethal. Um, he he's st- he's just at that level we were mentioning earlier where he's constantly at that wall of you know like why do I keep doing it and he, it's it's clear that he just wants to keep doing it he loves what he does like like every other pro player that's that's keeping themselves up there like he he's proven himself time in and time out just constantly just always trying to do something new always improving always trying to be better and i just just from watching his streams and his youtube content like the guy has such a good mentality for the game um, it's no wonder every time you hear it, you know, uh, uh, some kind of media platform online or otherwise, uh, everyone wants a team with them, like just good all around player to be, uh, he's, he's definitely my standout player for sure. Um, my number one, Oh God, that's tough. Um, Oh, that is so tough for me this season. There's a lot of like, <laughs> I'll, I'll just say this like th- there are there are a lot of players i would like to put in this slot um this season is doing exactly like as we hoped it would like coming out of last season like there's going to be a lot of upsets there's going to be a lot of changes a lot of new blood coming um all right you know, don't tease us just say turbo no. <laughs> no oh god no no never never okay, in my okay. life never in my life would i ever pick turbo to be like my my best player and never nothing against turbo maybe a little bit no, no, no. We, not we know turbo. what's up with turbo okay yeah um 
He's like, you know what it is? You know what it is? <laughs> this is what Turbo is to the Rock League Pro scene, okay? He's the rival in Pokemon, okay? Oh my god, he's but, Gary. He's totally no, no, no. Gary. <laughs> you, you, like, you like beat him up like every single turn, okay? Uh. And then... And then that one time you're in that championships, you know, mm-hmm. you think you've mm-hmm. won. And then all of a sudden Gary appears and he beats you down and you're like, nah, you have to do the leap four again. That That's what turbo is. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, oh God, that's a tough one. Honestly. Uh, oh God, that's, that's so tough uh, for me. Uh, This is this might be a hot take for some. This definitely might be a hot take for some. Um, but if we're talking MVP, I, it's, it's going to ruffle feathers. But I'm gonna say Rettles. Oh, yeah. for a guy that talks a lot of playful banter, like competitive chatter, um, especially watching his his YouTube content, his stream content. Uh, the guy is a genuinely nice guy and he always tries to play to the best of his ability. And I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. I think he still very much has the capability to play at the highest level. Um, uh, part of what goes into me making this decision is seeing things like Dignitas trying to scramble to get scrims before their event and hit and, and Rettles jumping in his stream being like, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll get the guys together. Like we'll give you, we'll give you a solid like high tier scrim. Like live on AppJack stream. He's like, are you sure? Like, can we like for real, for real? And like sh- sure as heck scrimmed against them. And then the next day they won their regional, you know, that, like being able to provide that kind of support to players, provide that level of competition. Right. And, and that kind of sportsmanship, like to me is what sets apart like the best player as opposed to just the person with the best stats or always the highest performance. Right. Is that that's, if we're just constantly doing that, it, it's, it's too easy. Right. That's like, if you constantly picked like, Messi in soccer to be the best player in the world. It's like, he, like he's good, sure, but there are very few players who encompass everything that is an MVP, right? Like skilled, they have to be. They they're a professional, but are they an all around like good sportsman? Are they a good athlete? And in my mm. opinion, I think he's showcasing that. Although he's been called out a lot and he likes to talk a bunch of crap, like he he's he's a good player and he's a good person. So I think it's positive for the scene what he does, you know. I like that. That's a that's a good take. I like I like yeah. when you hit it, you know, differently. I'm this is probably the year that I most want to have Ty's take on specifically who he thinks is the best player. Uh, you I know think. he's gonna say missed again. <laughs> you, I don't think he'll say missed again. I think uh-huh. last year we were in agreement because there was clearly like you know, miss came to the forefront mm-hmm. and Envy also had the results. I don't think Envy has had the results for me to justify that um this year as much. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I will okay, so let me start with Sando, like the player that popped out to me as kind of you know making a name. It's like a name I didn't hear before, and now it's very much a name that I hear a lot. Sure, um, Archie. Archie is really um, to straight me, to EU. Yeah, straight to EU. Um, Arch Archie to me was a player that I'm like, who are top blokes? And then you watch top blokes, and you're like, who is Archie? Because um, <laughs> he he, it felt like he was playing. 1v5 a little bit <laughs> not because his teammates were bad just he was hitting the ball and no one else was hitting it fair um fair enough uh no i actually felt like a player that very much stood out to me um as, as as for mvp man i have a tough time this year deciding like i 
you know, I think a lot of people have done the the good old um, any one of the BDS players mm. <laughs> is something people will say. Yeah. Um, but I think their strength is their unity. Um, I think it's tough because like sometimes when a team is so good, you can't really mark one of them out as a better player. Yeah. Um, they talk about that too. Like why they slipped up a little bit. They're like, our comms aren't doing well. Like the synergy's not there. Like, you know? Yeah. I, I, <sighs> so like, you know, in brackets, all those players, but yeah, I, I'm just thinking like, actually, okay. I, I do have a player. I do have a player. All right. Um, it's kind of been his year. Mm. Now the the results aren't like they're there, but they're not there. Yep. Like they're definitely there. Okay, they're okay. they're not not there, but um, okay. you know, perhaps uh, I think definitely first killer. Um, because it okay. felt like every team that he is on, he is the focal point. He is the and like rogue. You know how many like surprise rogue performances we had all of this year? Yeah. Um <laughs> like okay, they won they won some mate. Wait, did they win? Uh oh, I mean now, they won some regionals. Phase, but... Yeah, yeah. And like I think they had a lot of fourth place finishes, but like Rogue was hitting way above their belt or the weight class, shall we say? Um Up I felt and for sure. First this was the year that first killer felt like and especially when they switch to phase two, it's just like it is first killer and friends a little bit, you know. He he's yeah. the one that stands out the most. Not not to like the other players keep up to him, but he felt like the player that yeah, uh, not- really really kind of um, feels feels like someone that um, this year stood out a lot. So I'll, I'll give it to first killer there. Okay, all right. Behind, you know, BDS all individually. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Somehow. Uh, I, I'd be very curious if any of those players went to other teams, if they could be, the t- like, they'd help the team or make the team worse. That's a very interesting kind of mind game we could play. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I have my EU two- ones, too, really oh, quick. You got some EU ones? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, some EU ones. Uh, as far as standout players um, <laughs> for EU, definitely, definitely Seiko. Um, okay. Holy heck, is that guy nuts. Uh, I, I loved seeing Endpoint play in general. Like This was a team where I loved seeing an old guard member being Metsonaris still showing like he's he's putting in the work and he can still compete at that level. It's It, it just puts a huge smile on my face. Um, he also used to be on my uh, my fantasy teams a couple seasons ago when we were doing the whole RL Garage thing in the, uh, in the oh, ASAP yeah, yeah. community. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, to me... Psycho being that, or uh, Seiko, excuse me, um, being like that that new pickup, uh, like with everything to prove, is like he's 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 definitely my standout player. Like he came in, he's dedicated to the grind, and he's he's playing against you know the best players at the world and 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 giving them a run for their money. Um, I think where that team falls short is just uh, experience of competing at that level as that team as that as that composition, right? And I think the more exposure they get, that team's only going to get better. But he's, he's definitely my my standout EU player. As far as MVP's concerned, uh, it's an easy, easy pick for me. I got to go with App Jack, apparently Jack for Dignitas. Mm. Um, oh, that's a great choice. Yeah, wow, he, that's a great choice, yeah. He, he's another one of those, like, super humble, very knowledgeable um, players who, 
uh, tends to get, um, I, I would argue, positive feedback from players in his scene, from what I gather. Uh, he's he's an insanely gifted ones player. Like I don't think anyone's disputing that. If anyone pays attention to the rank scene at all, they know he's been number one yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Like Quick, Quickly about apparently, Jack. Yep. Um, I just remember watching... Uh, there's the once tournament i think there's like a giant once tournament that we had hosted at some point this year um oh, the fusion tournament it might have been the fusion yeah. and i just remember it was wild because on one side of the bracket you had apparently jack who's doing like the craziest mechanical thing and like winning these games off like the craziest mechanics right yep. and then the other side of the bracket was ocalid <laughs> just just yeah. 15 his way to wins and it was yep. great because they met in the finals i believe right or maybe I, be- I don't I think we have so. in the finals, but it was yeah. it was a great tournament. So yeah, I, that's definitely uh, yeah. Apparently, Jack, uh, I caught my eye there, uh, yeah. being like he, he was the most entertaining to watch in that tournament, and he and he was winning on top of being entertaining. So that's always yeah. good. It's it's pretty nutty. Uh, like he just I don't know. Again, it's for for the MVP. It's not it's not just that you're talented. Like you're you're in the RLCS, of course you're talented, right? Like that's a given. You wouldn't be a pro player without being good at the game. But he, he kind of takes it at a, a whole another level for me personally, especially not just for the content, um, for the wholesomeness, the good sportsmanship, but um, the role in which he's currently playing in his roster, being that of sort of team captain and kind of coach, because mm-hmm. they are they are take. He's been pretty vocal about this too. Um, they like the freedom of not having a coach, but instead having a um, mental sports consultant as uh, prof was and or still is as far as I'm uh, as far as I'm informed to uh, KCP um, to sort of just make sure they're that the players are performing at their best. But since they are so talented and they do know best, sort of like letting them run their own kind of you know world essentially. But I, I can't and this imagine goes back to my whole rant about you know it that's that's for some people that's also the fun part of like figuring out what is working what isn't working right and having and that being part of your job not just be a robot that does things perfectly <laughs> right and he's a very analytical personality where he, he can he can break stuff down to that level and like a very calm person from all the all the stuff i've seen on him like i've seen him live all that like he just He's very, he's very, very like laid back, and I think that works well with people like Scrub Killer and Juryus, who are also just top tier ones players who are are insanely gifted, and they don't need people telling them, "Oh, well, you screwed up here." They they know when they mess up; they're good enough to know. What they need is like, "Oh, hey, well, why don't we, why don't we try this?" Or you know, we we did some things wrong here. Let's be a little more efficient with that. Like at, all the positive things I'm saying about him, I can't imagine the level of stress he's under having to handle that workload of competing at the top level setting up scrims things like that like all, all that like that's that's a lot like so for me like that's my that's my eu mvp like the man the man does it all so it's just it's insane it's absolutely insane um okay uh i kind so yeah there's a couple more categories that i that i kind of thought of but i'm trying to think of like which ones are most prudent to, to go over mm. um how about this? We have. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put these together because if you can think of one for both of them, then do. But if you can only think of one, that's fine too. Okay. Sure. sure. Um, and this, this, I think this will be our last category. Um, because uh, I'm sure on future podcasts we'll have Wabs and Ty 
oh, discussed yeah. some of these things. So oh, yeah. giving it so much short's nice, um, especially with all the news we had to talk about at the beginning of the show. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so best moment slash storyline. All right, so it can be both, or it can be one of those things of twenty twenty one. So. Actually, okay, I, I do have something for both of these, if I can start. Yeah. Uh, so best moment, 100% is Land being back. Oh, yeah, um, it, I agree. I know a lot of people were, like, arguing, oh, it wasn't, like, that much better, because, like, oh, but I think there was something, and I think that, you know, production could have had, like, some people cheering or some of the other teams that were already out cheering and stuff. Mm. But I think regardless, I think that Land felt very special. Oh, yeah. Um, the first times the players were face-to-face, and I think the intrigue of EU versus NA on Land in itself was enough for me to really be invested. Yeah. Um, I think I wasn't the only person who's like, yeah, that's the most rock league, like almost the full, full tournament that I've watched live in, in a long time. Right. Um, so, so, uh, and like the Mount, like I was way more interested in all the things going on there. Um, than the, some of the other, you know, especially with the excess of, of tournaments we had last year. Right. So yep. for me, that was the best moment, just that land. Uh, and and seeing the NAU matchup, and I think it's it's really exciting, and you know hopefully at some point we'll have people back too. But I think for what it was, um, it was very nice. Mm-hmm. Do you have a best moment that sticks out anywhere? Um, yeah, uh, the, the the land's a good one. I, I do agree with it, but the one the best moment for me was um, the confirmation and the announcement of. Um, including uh, oh, Asian, regions, Asian regions, Asian regions, Mina, good. Uh, yeah, like like really opening up the esport to the world and and further solidifying the fact that this is a sport that we used to clamor about way back, even when the when the ASAP was the ASAP show was brand new. Uh, it deserved to be a T1 esport, and now is is continuing to solidify that it has become one. We are a T1 esport. We are we are opening ourselves up to the world. Um, yeah, it's, I, I cried. I literally cried the day that I saw that announcement. I was so just overjoyed to see that, that this is how big our community, our game has become and that the impact it's having on people and like the sponsors getting involved. Like that's that announcement for me was just tremendous. And I really hope like the big thing for me is that those regions have the support within the region itself. Um, and they're not just like an isolated like top team that's kind of you know gonna vi- gonna join us like once every major land right yeah uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping that you can actually build these communities in those regions uh, even like because some of them are really small right so mm-hmm. I just like for me you know why has Rocket League been so successful is because the community was kind of grassroots in a sense right yeah um, but I think if we compare like the region like in Japan for instance right uh, yeah was it realize I realize um, and uh, Tokyo Verde. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And like those are very, very grassroot type things, right? Yeah. Um, where it'd be nice if like with their success, you start seeing more teams there form and appear and stuff. So yeah. um, same, same could be said for uh, the same region as well. And then look what happened, which will tie into my my uh, my, my story here shortly. Yeah. OK. <laughs> What's your storyline for 2021? Then? Uh, I have I have two because I, I can't I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, I have three because I can't put any of them over each them. other. I, yeah, I'll I'll just name the teams because I, I can't I can't pick one over these three teams. They all deserve the spotlight here. That being true, neutral moving to North America, becoming complexity and sticking it to everybody, being like we're here, we're gonna win. They literally gave up of essentially a guaranteed slot at the World Championship this year by 
by leaving the South American region. They were undisputedly the NRG of their region, and now they're up here making top eight finishes. It's it's so humbling to see. Um, I, I love the work ethic from this team. I love seeing them compete. I won't go on too much. My second one, definitely Tokyo Verde. Uh, again, it's same same deal. Like top of their region. Like finally, that region is getting some love. Uh, I'm so happy to see it. Uh, it's just, give them time. I know people are like, oh, they didn't perform so well. I mean, it's literally their first time ever playing te- like top tier teams from around the world. So they have a lot to take home with them and work on. <laughs> and they're, all, they're only going to get better. <laughs> they, pro- they probably haven't lost a game in like. A year. <laughs> yeah. As far as I remember, too, like half their team, like, like you and me, like works full time jobs. Like there are yeah, they are exactly. pro players exactly. and they're contributing members of society. So give them a break. Come on now. Uh, I love their story. It's it's I, it's super relatable. I, I love it. Um, but I won't ramble too much. It's Japan, too, man. Like they're probably working 12 hours, dude. Oh, God. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but my last one, um, again, it's. They're they're all in the same boat here because there there was these three teams stood out to me as like that 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 story that just I, I was so engrossed in and so behind and rooting for them every step of the way even against my my fanboy favorite right um, was uh, the uh, Sandrock Gaming team from the Mina region um, I just I, not enough justice can be done for this team they they have arguably Three of the best players in the world, uh, and they, you know, go, go very briefly touching on you talking about players running into that wall and and that redundancy practice that just consistency, consistency, consistency all the time to perform at that level. These guys have been doing it for years without any sort of hint that they were ever going to be included in the pro scene. Uh, I, I I had a tear in my eye when, like I said, when all the reasons got announced to be added into the pro circuit because that is one of those teams that just deserves to be here. And the regional showed it. They went all the way to was it semis quarters, quarters. in their first appearance. Uh, like that's that's amazing. They are and, at level. They like, are at level with and, NA and EU. Like and this they, team will compete. And they didn't even have Ocalid there. Again, not not nothing against Senzo. They didn't even have Ocalid there. They didn't Who, have literally. Like, the best ones player in the world. It just it blows my mind. It just, it blows my mind. It really does. So it just I'm so happy for all these teams. I'm so happy to see them all compete and fight. And and I'm rooting for all of them. Honestly, I, it's it sucks that only one winner can be picked because all these teams deserve a title. They deserve a cup, in my opinion, with the the effort they put in, the grind they put in. Uh, I just I I love I love their stories, man. The, those are those are my. Those are my standout stories for for 2021 for sure. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome. That, I you came up with some great ones. I mean, that's why I love doing this on the fly sometimes because it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's some some more creativity sometimes than if we all we all think too much about it and then all of a sudden you know, <laughs> oh, we all chose the same thing. Um, yeah. uh, I have two things. So there's one, which there's one which I think is the best storyline, and there's one which I think is my most entertaining storyline the one i i paid Ooh. attention to the most and i found okay. the most amusing okay heck yeah so i'm gonna start with like the bet like the, the you know the corporate answer here um i think the best storyline for me and the reason why the land 
was so entertaining as it was is the na versus eu storyline from this year oh yeah um because i think you it's a little bit artificial but you are i mean but it was needed right it was like you you couldn't have the teams playing against each other but the Mm -hmm. fact that na and eu stayed away from each other for a full year and then played each other (laughs) almost two years um for me that was the storyline that i felt was definitely driving a lot of people it's like oh team bds is so dominant here team energy is so dominant when will they play and then they actually literally played in the land in the finals uh, and i thought that was great so yep, yep. so you better than any um <laughs> <laughs> for the time being <laughs> for the time being yeah, yeah and then obviously the na tournament the na team will win and yeah. if they don't then you know then he really is gonna start shouting um <laughs> so but no it's great i think it i think it does give like it's it's a friendly edge and then it yeah. makes people entertain yep. um but the one i pay more most attention to and i thought and i thought was by far the most entertaining um i sorry i just quickly i just had a thought and i'm like i can't be remiss without mentioning a team giants uh they really? felt like they had Sorry, sorry. That's not that's not what I was gonna say for the this most entertaining thing. No, no, but no I yeah. just no, I, I got you. I, I just I just had a split second. I'm like, I feel like I should mess with the Giants because they definitely stood out to me in 2021, even though they kind of dropped off at the end. Really, uh, but but they did stand out because they were like at one point ties like, oh my goodness, this team is so fast, you know, mm-hmm. um, and like it just felt like like they were predict like pre jumping predicting everything and just nonstop wild team to watch in, in eu and they felt like the team that might uh challenge bds but then never kind of occurred um okay right my so i i thought i'd mention them because we were doing kind of recap oh yeah so yeah for sure we get to mention them um but my most entertaining thing storyline for 2021 is uh part-timers vitality um <laughs> i thought <laughs> it was hilarious oh, that no. these guys are literally you know everyone's like they beat every team that that's not bds pretty much but yep. like you can tell they're not grinding enough to be t- team bds and then in the championships they beat bds i thought that was just hilarious i thought that was amazing yeah uh, so that was my most entertaining shall we say storyline yeah <laughs> that one still throws me for a loop right is it like do they just not care or like does it take a not, certain amount of like dm smack tom for them being like we're taking this from you and be like all right boys it's time to turn up I, I, mean, like, <laughs> I think they thought at the end of the year they're like it'd be great if you know it'd be great if uh if we can just sorry there's some yelling going on i just need to check what it is okay no you're good While the zeros away, just want y'all to know, I love all of you. You're all fantastic people. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I was really. I don't know if you hear. It. Do you hear it? No, not no? at all. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. No. I. I was gonna say the. The. <laughs> really hard to concentrate uh it's from a neighbor's house um oh my is there like a murder going on or something no no no, no. they're 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 just I, I think their child like their child did something bad domestic disputes oh my uh, so i think i think no it's just a child being child being a child a match with the parent <laughs> um <laughs> uh okay um what i was gonna say uh was I talking about Team Vitality? Where was I? 
<laughs> you, so you were talking about um, how like you found it entertaining that uh, Vitality could just yeah yeah yeah, yeah. as poorly as they do, but then turn up it, and beat BDS it, it, in the regional. Well, like, like, like no matter what you say, Team BDS in that regional was playing at all cylinders. Like it wasn't like the diminished Team BDS that didn't win the pre, like that didn't play well in the previous uh, regional. Sure, sure. In the yeah. championships, like they were playing, they completely dominated over the team. Um, but it felt like Vitality was like it felt for that championship specifically, they're like, let's put a mark that we still are this contending top team. And I think that's why they're so scary is that every time they decide to flip a switch, um, you know, that's why I was surprised they didn't do so well at land. Right. Um, sure. I'm hoping, yeah. I'm hoping they're still around. Cause I like them being this just like sl- slumbering beast. It's <laughs> just, <laughs> just like a bear in hibernation that wakes up every so often. So yeah, to yeah. me, that was the most entertaining. Okay, uh, I think with that, uh, we're not going to answer any Tim's questions. I mean, we we totally could. We could, but I don't feel like it. Ooh. <laughs> um, uh, oh, there's some great random questions too. No, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep those questions for some other episode. Um, I mean, I, I it's like- so t- weird calling Relentless Tim though. It just throws me off. I'm just only gonna call him Tim from now on. So if someone gets confused in the future, well, this was your warning. Uh, well, <laughs> fair enough. But I, I feel like his question about the uh, the brands of franchises kind of kind of plays a a bit here with the rest of the world being included. Like, you don't think there's like a a particular brand or org you'd uh, you think would make for a good crossover? How dare you give him airtime? No, I <laughs> I like that question a lot. I just think it's a that he has a lot of good questions. That I'd like to give more time. Actually, fair enough. Um, fair enough. And and I think. Um, I think we've we've had uh, a lot of content, so I don't want to go on a twenty minute rant. True, 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 true. About Oreos or or you know what? <laughs> hey, at least there was um, an honorable mention, is all. <laughs> there you go. I mean, how dare you? How much did Tim pay you? Um, all right. So just kidding. You gave uh, me Tim, one. Tim, if hug. you want to be on the show, just let me know. Uh, just stop being such a you know. I think Tim just gets so cynical. He gets so cynical when he's on our show. He's like, oh, oh he just bashes our brand, and then he's like, oh, all negative. And I'm like, I don't need this energy, Tim. It's just right? the dry, sarcastic the show, humor. Well, okay, okay, here's the thing. Okay, here, yeah. here's the truth. Okay, it's when he asks to be on my show and then feels like he doesn't want to be on my show. And I'm like, mm. why do you want to be on my show if you're just gonna mm. be negative and sour the whole mm. time? You know, mm. um, weird champ, kind of weird champ. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, like you might as well just, you know. Uh, no, I love no. You, Tim. I mean, awesome. having an episode with Tim every so often is good, but you know, yeah. I like trying to keep people in, in, in a somewhat positive mood. True, um, true, true, true. You know, no. if I really want to bring the, the mood down though, I should just like give a recording time for, uh, be like, yeah, we're recording this time, Tim. And then tell Nick Tackler the same thing. Literally going to say that. <laughs> Get out of my head. Get out of my head. Nick's um, actually pretty positive. He just gives a lot of spicy takes. He's actually really I think Nick's guy. actually more positive than Tim. I, I think that's, oh, I think way, that's way the more, reality. Way more. Way uh, more. It just Nick Nick has like, you know, he 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 has the edge to him, but he isn't like a negative person. He's, no. If anything, he's cracking jokes the whole time, right? Always. Um like I think Tim and Nick can make the same joke. Like the same really negative joke, but like with Tim, I'd be like, is he being serious? Or no, no, no. With Tim, it'd be like, oh, he actually believes what he's saying here. While with with Nick Tackler could be like he he kind of believes it but not really you know he just thinks it's funny to say yeah and he would also make the whole room laugh at the same time so exactly exactly yeah Yeah. and Tim would only make people like Tim laugh so I think Tim is good for a British audience is really (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh man. <laughs> Drear, anyway, dreary Jaguar. <laughs> um, okay. And after alienating all my audience, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> now thank, try to not alienate the people oh that support God. us uh, with the ad. You know, they get the ad-free content and the Rob yep. and Kyle shows mm-hmm. uh, where Wabs and I talk about more things. Like uh, I think this week, um, we we said we weren't gonna you know name our patrons, give give them aner- like give them genres that associate with them. Uh, you know, we're not going to take too long on it. And then we spent 30 minutes doing it. So now I got to go uh, listen to it. You guys probably yeah, talked yeah, all the smack see, about me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See what cursor. Oh what, no. What cursor got. Um, oh no. What did I wonder if I can, I can think of what we gave you uh, for it. Cause we're doing like, like anime genre slash tropes. Oh, there's a good. Yeah. 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 Lots of smack talking for cursor. Uh, yes. Yes. I, I'll let you listen to it, and then I'll. If people want to, they can they can sign up for the Patreon to get it. Yes. For the Robin Kyle show, it's five dollar, ten dollar tier. So uh, mm-hmm, make sure you choose mm-hmm. the upper two if you want the Robin Kyle show. If you just want our pre-show banter and ad free, then it's the three dollar tier at the bottom. Uh, mm-hmm, special mm-hmm. shout out to our roll call tier patrons of Awesomeness, Cursor, Glorious Zombie, Agent Chloros, Paint, Raz, and Vance. Thank you so much for your continued support. It helps. Uh, yeah, make sure uh, your boy Hunty's all happy when I give him like a massive thing to edit um <laughs> hunty we miss you come back to stuff <laughs> yeah hunty hunty's like i only play when ty snywalk one of my brother plays yeah uh that, that's kind of tie with rock league i feel now but uh he is editing the shows um yep. for that christmas show i just felt bad with the christmas show i'm like listen i'll just do it okay not that it's a lie but a lies but i wonder if he had to do any kind of like equalizing work and balancing pitch or anything <laughs> for for the christmas show yeah. yeah, with Eli's doing the uh, uh, like the the twelve days of uh, Christmas like intro, like like the uh, or the. Uh... I did the whole thing, so whatever. Unless Eli <laughs> sent it to your boy Hunty separately and then sent it to me. Uh, um, but gotcha. I I did all the editing on the Christmas show, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so I mean it kind of shows. But also, I just looked at it. And I'm like, this is going to be way faster than sending a million individual files and being like, Hunty, this is my vision and being very specific about it. <laughs> uh-huh. um, although maybe in the future, maybe I should do that. I'd be like, you know what? You know, uh, we should do that. Okay. Um, sure. Anyway, thanks very much for the show. I think it was great. Uh, lots of content we had. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more transfers next week um, and more more takes on best ofs from other uh, members of our crew. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, for myself and Cursor, your homework for the week, should you choose <gasps> to accept it? Homework. Um, I would like you to understand, try to understand boundaries, uh, both personally and professionally. I like that um, one. And being able to say no. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, Chris, do you have one. anything to add to that? No, I, I, it's funny you bring it up. I, I was literally talking to my roommates about it and like some of my close friends over the holidays, like setting, setting boundaries is very, very important, not just for your sanity, but to, to sort of, um, politely show people that, uh, you know, you have limits and lines that should not be crossed. You know, it's, it's not rude. It's just, you know, this is who I am and just respectfully, please don't do these things. Or, you know, if I give you an answer for it, you know just don't be so pushy and you know not take no for an answer like it to your to your point it's it's very good to set boundaries it's very healthy and sometimes i'm just gonna mention two things because we're on this topic and i think it's actually important yeah um 
the first of which is I think there's a lot of people that try to be the like they try to be good people, right? And I think that's very admirable. Mm-hmm. Um, but they almost there is a difference between oh, I feel like I should do this and you go and you help people and there's specific things you're trying to accomplish and just saying yes to every time someone asks for your help. Mm. Um, And I think there's two reasons to this. One, sometimes you can actually be involuntarily not helpful for that person um, if perhaps they actually have to learn the skill, which they keep making you do. um, Because at some point they become dependent on you instead of them themselves having to do it. Um, and two, you know, there's, if the person's a little meaner or crueler, then then they step all over you and they, they do what you want. Mm. Uh, they make you do what they want. Uh, the second thing though, when it comes to boundaries, um, is if you actually have good proper relationships with people, you should be able to say no. Yeah. Um, if you cannot say no to a certain task, um, then usually that's kind of a small sign of toxicity, right? Um, or yeah. maybe just not having a good relationship with them, right? And maybe mm-hmm. it's not even toxic. Maybe it's like you say no, and they're like, "Oh, I no longer like you because you didn't get me ice cream." You know, it's like yeah. no, that's not, that's not how that works. It's yeah, you know, like yeah. maybe if I was going out to say I get ice cream, and I was already on the way to get to give it to you, okay, maybe maybe there's some justification that like if you're a friend, you you you'd be like, "Hey, can you bring my ice cream?" That's totally fine, okay. But in this hype, this random scenario making. If if you are, I don't know, on the other side of town, 30 minutes away, <laughs> getting ice cream for yourself from the ice cream truck outside, and they're like, hey, bring me ice cream. And if you're not, you're not my friend, uh, then that's a toxic friend and you should get rid of them. There you go. Yeah. In that specific example. You can also do it in a polite manner by setting a boundary, being like, this isn't good for me. I'm really sorry, but uh, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. 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 Maybe there's a th- thing they expect from you, right? That isn't um that that you've always done for them and then all of a sudden you're like no and they're like they get mad at you it's like no it's like i you, this isn't yeah respect respect the fact that this is no longer a thing i'm doing because yeah. i feel like i'm being taken advantage of <laughs> exactly stand up for yourself it's okay people even if uh and you can even do it a nice way you don't even have to be evil about it right yeah. but you just yep. have to be firm right yep, yep. firm and direct and don't oh, okay just random other side tangent sometimes sugarcoating is bad okay yep. sometimes you have to sugarcoat but sometimes you have to be very explicit and honest yep and and sometimes it hurts that way but it actually has the effect you intend yeah no um, exactly you don't have to be vulgar but you gotta be sometimes you just gotta be straight to the point and blunt with people and like look i really don't appreciate this i need you to stop yeah and that exactly like that right like that's firm but you're not aggressive you know you're not you're not trying to ruin someone's day but you're like I can't deal with this right now. And and if yeah. they keep doing it, you know. Anyway, uh, we could probably do a whole Robin Kyle show on that. <laughs> okay. Um, if you want yeah. more content like this, see, our, see the Patreon. All right. With that, yeah. I hope all of you have a great week. We'll see you next time. Peace. Later.